and with me is Jason Reed. I said the hello, you Jason. You did say the hello. All right, let's start over. You say it now. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, welcome, everybody. I'm Jason Reed, and this is Vicki Abelson, and this is Game Changers. Yes, it is. Okay, so, so, all right, so this is the first time we're doing it, and neither time have we said it correctly. Nope. So the show is called... Game Changers with Vicki Abelson. There we and go. And here's Vicki. Okay, so let's try it again. So, you know, you're, you're with us while we're, we're working out the chinks. So There will so be some honing to be happen in the coming days. Okay, Jason, take, take from the top. Good. Who are you? <laughs> Announce yourself. Speak. Hi, I'm Jason Reed. Yay. This is Game Changers with Vicki Abelson. Welcome, everyone. And this is Vicky. Ah, there you go. Okay, so here we are when we're live. How about that? And guess where we are? We are at the Happy Days Farm. Okay, oh this, this is crazy. This is crazy. It's crazy, and it's gorgeous. And I wish we could show you the whole place because it's amazing. There's this, this incredible red tile. There's beautiful rugs. There's there's stuff. There's there's a star of the Hollywood Marion star on the Walk of Fame, which is incredible. We're gonna we're gonna talk about all of that um, because very soon. Marion Ross is going to be with us. My days happy and otherwise, and we're going to find out what days were happy and what days were otherwise, and why they were otherwise. But in the meantime, I just wanted to um, to talk a little bit about um, Jason has joined me, and I'm so excited to have you. Thank you for Thank you for, for, me. for being my wingman, and we're, we're like the the Kelly and Ryan, but not because we're edgy. We're edgy. That's we're, right. We're we're edgy. They're they're a little. There's an edge to us. There's an edge to yes. us. So, so we're a little edgy, and we're going to be a little edgier than, than Kelly and Ryan, but, um, and maybe a little snarky. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, so I'm very excited. Why, why did we change? Why did the name change from The Road Taken to Game Changers? A lot of people are asking me that. Because, is the show different? Well, the show's not really different because the premise of the show is still the same, which is taking people who have managed to live their dreams mm -hmm. and talk to them about how they did it, where they started, where they went and ha what tools they amassed along the way to have their success. And Marion has had so much of it. Crazy. To start out with Marion as our as our first guest, um, Marion has worked from, from, started out movies and TV really, really early. Her IMDb is so long. I mean, that road just keeps going. And, and she's, she's still, on, she's been on the road with her book and been on TV shows recently. We're going to talk about that in a minute. So she's a game changer because Marion is 89 years old and she is still living the life of like a girl. And um, it's extraordinary what she's doing. Um, so the, the name changed to Game Changers because people were getting confused with the road taken. They would say the road not taken, the road mm -hmm. less traveled, mm -hmm. and you don't want people to forget the name of the show. That's not a good thing. You don't want that. For sure. So it just so happens that the person that Marion worked with for years on Happy Days, Anson Williams, is my mentor. And Anson said to me, you need a new name because the road taken is confusing. And he said, that's your PBS name. And you're, you're like the rock and roll over and you need a hipper name. So thus, game changers. And so then there was the process of trying to get a logo for it. Mm -hmm. And so it took three graphic designers and a whole lot of design till. Um, Lauren Martinez Colano came up with this fabulous logo that I could not be more thrilled about. And I want to also say thank you to um, our, our sponsors and supporters out there, Rick Smolke of Quick Impressions of Chicago, 
who has supported everything that I've done. Uh, this is the 10-year anniversary of Women Who Write, which is where I met you, Common wow. Women Who Write. 10 years? 10 years, and Marion's gonna be with us in, in October 30th, um, which I'm so excited about, with her book, My Days, Happy and Otherwise, <laughs> which you can get on Amazon or at your local bookstore. And um, and anyway, so, so, um, so, we have a logo, we have a new wingman, and, and I want to give a shout out to Louise Palanker and thank her so much for the, the two years that she put in with me, I'm so grateful. And we have a director of photography back there, Christina Guzman. Hey, Christina! Hi, Christina. Hey. Who um, we'll, be, we'll be hearing from and talking to during the show, and I'm so happy that you're here, Christina. Thank you. So, I have one little quick story before we bring out Marion. So, I've been living in LA for 13 years, I've raised my children, for the most part, here. They're grown now. My daughter just started NYU senior year yesterday. Um, uh, so I've been here for 13 years, and do you know when I got my California driver's license? Remind me when you got your California driver's license, Vicki. I got it yesterday. <laughs> I got it yesterday. And because I was afraid to take the test, because my husband took the test, um, like, 12 years ago, Your husband. And my husband, and he got three wrong, and if he would have gotten one more wrong, he wouldn't have gotten his license, and my memory, not so good, Alzheimer's runs in my family, I'm a little nervous about it, so I'm like, I don't want to take the test, and I was petrified, and so I've been in this, and, and so, I'm, but, but I did have a place in New York all this time, you know, I will say that until three years ago, I had an apartment in New York, so I was bi-postal, but... I was kind of stretching it a lot, and then I was using my mother's address, and I could have been arrested. And actually, yeah, and I was—I always carried my business card around with both phone numbers and stuff. I am legal now. I am legal. Meaning you missed three or less on your test. Is that I, what we're I doing? Missed missed? What? What? I missed one. I missed one. Wow. And I got my California driver's license. And I, and actually, the guy who was taking the pictures, I befriended him first, and I told—he looked like a little like Rip Torn. Very nice guy. And so he actually took a second picture, which was more flattering, which was so <laughs> lovely of him. But, but the other thing was that I got new contact lenses and I couldn't pass, I wasn't gonna be able to pass the eye test. So I had to take out my glasses and put my glasses, because I'm 62 and I had my glasses on so I could take the eye, and then he told me to take them off to take the picture. Anyway, I have the California driver's license. I'm legal now, I'm legal and I'm, I'm ecstatic to be starting this journey with you, and thank you so much. Well, likewise, and thank you for having me. So, Jason, tell tell um, tell our 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 people uh, a little bit about you. So, I know you as a singer songwriter. I certainly do a bit of that. Uh, Very funny one and talented one. Well, speaking of which, within a couple of weeks, provided there's a little a little sort of funny inspiration, perhaps there will be a theme song to go with. I love that. We'll see how that turns out. I love that. It's in the works. You know what I'm thinking, Jason? What's I'm that? thinking when Marion comes to Women Who Write, you should be our open musical guest, because that would just make it like it would be right. Well, stranger things have happened. Okay, so we'll have to talk about that. Okay. I, I like the discuss. idea a lot. So anyway, so let's, let's talk about Marion for a second. I don't want to talk about her behind her back in front of her face because we're going to talk to her but I I mean we, everybody knows Marion Ross Mrs. C Happy Days iconic there were so many movies that came and television shows that came before Happy Days Sabrina 
Um, wait, wait, I'm, I'm, I, I'm gonna, because I told you my memory is crap. Okay, so Life with Father. She was on Love American Style, which is the thing that led to Happy Days, I believe. She'll tell us the story. There was, um, she was on Manic, she was in the Glenn Miller story, Lust for Life, and then post uh, Happy Days, she was, oh, and twice Emmy nominated, Happy Days, twice Emmy nominated, and then also a Golden Globe nomination for e Evening Star with Shirley MacLaine. Mm -hmm. My daughter adores her from the Gilmore Girls. She's been on Nurse Jackie of recent, the voice, a voice on SpongeBob SquarePants. I mean, please, the woman, she's been uh, on the middle, um, what other recent ones? There's there's a whole bunch of other, the Drew Carey show. She has not stopped working for a moment. And just before we went on the air, she said she's retiring. I don't believe it for a minute. It's not gonna happen. No, because the, because she's gonna get the call, and she's, she's fantastic. So so let's uh, let's welcome and, and say hello. And Jason, would you help Marianne come in? And of course I will. Well, thank you. So um, let's have a little hand. Christina, let's give a hand to Marianne. Have her come, come and, and sit and, and, and be with us and, and uh, <laughs> we work out. You're, you, you're too kind. She, you're too oh, kind. she gave a little, right. she gave a little thing to the, yeah, okay. to the muscle. She felt your muscles, Jason, and they're lovely, those muscles. Oh, well, Everybody, this is Marion Ross. Will you look at, you, you're just gorgeous. Thank you. You just are. And, and the energy that you exude. I, I, I want to come see so you. Are you close I, enough? I, 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 yeah, I want to. You, Jason, too? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Here we are. All right, here we are. Okay, so, Marion. Yes. Before, we're going to get to the book. Before we get to the book, I want to know about you. You were telling me a little bit before we started about your mother. Um, and you said she comes from Saskatchewan. Yes. Saskatchewan. Tisdale, way above Regina, way up there. And so what Irish. so okay, and you said she was formidable and she encouraged you to Yes. I was raised so you can be anything. Mm -hmm. What did she did she have an ambitious life? What did she do? She was a young school teacher. And in fact when I see her early scrapbook, she from Saskatchewan mm -hmm. as a young school teacher got herself to Europe right after World War One pictures of her on the on the deck with a cloche hat like this and, and a little dress that she brought from Paris, little sequin dress, you know, like this. I mean, I think how was she so sophisticated? How did she do that? Yeah. How did she get herself on that trip to to Europe? How did so, she? Do you know? I I I, 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 I should have I don't know all those details. That's amazing. But she did that. But I was raised and the other motivating force in my life. Mm -hmm. First of all, I was a middle child. Oh. So that helps to be the middle child. Does it? You're the first person I've heard say something good about being the middle child. Well, because you don't get very much attention. Oh, you like that. But, and uh, then, the important thing was my brother, who was only uh, uh, 18 months younger, was a crippled boy, had a bad leg. Gordon had a bad leg. Mm. So, boy, I didn't get a lot of attention. So, in order for me to get any attention, I was the cutest, the cutest <laughs> kid that probably ever went to love. So, you know, I was like, oh, mommy, mommy, look at up the car. Look at them, look at them little pigs. And she said, no, there's a 
Those are little cows. So, so that's, I think about it a lot because I think, God, how did this all happen? So she encouraged you to do it, plus you figured out early on how to get attention. Yes. So when did you start, so when you were a little girl, what was the first thing you wanted to be when you grew up? I, I don't, it was not centered until I got to be uh, like 12. You know, that's, otherwise you're just this thing. Where did you although grow up? I had, although at, at, in, like in third or fourth grade, uh -huh. I did have, I had long brown braids and I would crop them over. <laughs> And that wonderful, <laughs> wonderful <laughs> mug bag. You know, they did get fed to the principal's office. Uh, uh, a little saucy. Things like that. And you, and you were always funny, clearly. That's just part of it. Was your mother funny? My mother was funny. She was Irish. You know, entertaining. I would think, oh, will she ever shut up? <laughs> you know, guess who I could get on? <laughs> the Irish people are very that way. My father was a Scotsman. Ross on the Ross side. Uh huh. And nuts. Uh, we'd say it's a joke, Daddy. It's a joke. It's a, it's a joke. Oh, he, oh yeah. No, he was so not a, he was a Scotsman. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But from South Dakota. Very good parents. And so where did you, where were you raised? Where did you go to In school? In Minnesota. In Minnesota. A lot of Scandinavian people. A lot of, and cold. Yeah? It was cold. It's okay. Being cold. And so um, did your mother continue to teach when you were? She, no, she didn't resume her teaching, mm -hmm. uh, you know, she raised all of us, and after, during World War II, mm -hmm. as we all moved to California, mm -hmm. after the Great War, uh -huh. we all got on the train, because my father had been stationed in Panama, at the Panama Canal during the war, oh, wow, wow. as an electrician engineer, uh -huh. so he was sent to San Diego, we sold everything, we got on a train and we went to San Diego. Did you love California? Well, I was going to go to New York. Uh -huh. You know, I'm only 15, mm -hmm. but I was reading theater arts magazines. Wow. In the library. Okay. And there were, and there were schools and things. I'm telling you, it was the whole. Story. I want to hear yeah. the whole story. But so I go and I read, and so all these schools are in New York, mm -hmm. and this is, uh, I'm in Minnesota. Right. Wow. So, oh, I see an ad for McPhail School of Music and Drama in Minneapolis. So I asked my mother, I said, I could go up to Minneapolis, I could work for a family, take care of their children, and go to take acting lessons in the summer. Uh -huh. And my mother said, good idea. Wow. Good idea. That's amazing that your mother supported Sorry. you in that. And the war was on, my father was in Panama, mm -hmm. you know, and so everything was... So I went up there and did that, and then when the came when I came home, all my little friends kind of laughed at me. Why is that? So you're going to be? Oh, you they know? they were jealous. And I thought I'm never going home again. So have you seen any of those people in your life? Quite quite a bit. Now they now they make kind of make a fuss. I bet they do. <laughs> I bet they. I bet everybody wants to be your friend now. Well, yeah. For a long time nice. now. For a long time now. Yeah. That's pretty nice. So what 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 was the what bit you? What was the what? How did you get the bug? 
to, to perform? What, what was the first well, thing that... it's interesting because I would go in the library and read not only who's who of famous people. Did you go to the movies and, and, and go... And the, the movies meant everything. Oh. And the movie would... You, and then two weeks later they would change the movie and we'd get another movie. Right. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Big deal. Free television. Right. Wow. Those movies were, and those were the great movie stars. So, like who? The great movie stars. What, what movie stars? Well, of course, Ingrid Bergman. I wanted to be Ingrid Bergman. Mm. Yeah, gorgeous. And uh, so, but all of them, it was like you were transformed. You'd go to the movie, and you would, you would come out, and you were, you were that. Oh, you were Norma Shearer or somebody. And you walk by the first store window, and <laughs> you're looking. You weren't. You were just you. Yeah, but you're gorgeous, and you were always gorgeous. No, and I would, it was Minnesota, so in order to go to the movies, we had to walk across the lake. So we would walk and go across the snowy, uh, frozen lake, and I would come up under the big street light with light coming down over me. <laughs> where's the music, Andrea? Where's the, where's the music? It's life is so disappointing. Oh my God, you were ready for your close-up in Minnesota. Yeah. I love that. So, okay, so did you do school plays when you were in school? No, you because no. we didn't have a, we oh. didn't really have a drama department. So then I went up to, when I went up in my junior year mm -hmm. uh, to Minneapolis, there still wasn't a play, but I had, I had learned, because of the drama teacher, Right. I had learned to do, from Twelfth Night, I could do Viola and Olivia. It was a wonderful scene. I wonderful just scene. saw it at Shakespeare in the Park two weeks ago, Closing Night. Did you? They did a musical version. I just saw it with my daughter well, in New York. So I did, so you could do a monologue of, you would be Olivia, and then you'd be Viola, and you'd be back and forth, and I had this whole, all this whole thing worked out, and so when I went to Point Loma High in San Diego, I had that, and uh, so I was a big. I, I was. You were the big girl and on the, campus. And what I discovered then was they had the Globe Theater in right. Belmore Park, right, uh, San Diego. Wow. Absolutely. So Did you audition? I was in plays. There, I was in plays at college, I was in plays there, and then the first Shakespeare that is now going on uh, was Twelfth Night, and it was done at Balboa, at the, at the Globe Theater mm -hmm. in Balboa Park, and um, half the cast was grown-up people. Oh. And half of them were the college students, San Diego State. Is that where you went to college? Yeah, San Diego State, uh -huh. yes. Just the fact that you went to college is was pretty forward. That was pretty forward. Women didn't, not well, a lot of women went to college then. In college, when I went, there were 4,000 people in the whole college. Uh, yeah, now, there's probably 50, Now it's 50,000, 50, 60,000. Yeah. So, so there were 4,000, and how many were women, would you think? Lots, lots of women. Really? Yeah, lots of women. I like that. Okay. Yeah, and the guys were just come back from the war. They mm. were on the GI Bill. Mm. So it was a seriousness. Mm. And we didn't have good, we had Quonset huts. We had, we'd have lots of, it was kind of raw, raw bones. And I, I kept thinking that, that maybe I should join a sorority and be, you know, <laughs> nice like that. And then I was afraid that if I got rejected, 
What they they vote on you? They oh, um, I'm never gonna be in a position where they're gonna reject me. Never. <laughs> but sure. you became an actress. Right. Well, so, so wow. more. Oh, oh right. my God. So okay, so I I, I get the whole sorority. I didn't join a sorority either. And you know, I don't want to be in a position where people no get to no don't judge me. me. No. So okay, so so how did you did you segue from doing theater at the Globe? and in college to getting your first Hollywood break. How did that well, happen? Well, what happened was, this is a good story. I bet. Uh, since I ran such a tight ship, and had such a plan, and a five-year plan, and I was like, oh, I was you know. Now, I meet this, I like this boy. There's so, always a boy. So I fall in love with this boy, and we run off in the middle of the night and <gasps> elope. No! How old were you? I was, I think, 21. Wow. 21. So, so my mother, my father wept. Oh. My mother swore at me. Oh. Yeah. And, well, so, and everybody else was shocked, 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 shocked. So, all right, a woman from the college came to me. She'd seen all my plays. And she said, I'm taking you up to Hollywood because I have a connection up there. So I'm not quite graduated yet. Wow. But I'm like a senior. So she takes me on the train, Rosa, Rosa Chaplin. <laughs> she was a Spanish teacher. She wasn't even my teacher. Wow. So she'd seen all the plays and she loved movies and things. And so she took me on the train and we went to 20th Century Fox. And we met Tyrone Powers' manager. Wow. And he was very gracious to me. He introduced me to everybody. Everybody was charming to me. And then we'd get on the train and we'd go home. And then Rosa would call them up and say, well, what are you going to do about Marion? <laughs> well, they said, well, you know, she'd have to live up here or she'd have to, you know, I mean, and so, Okay, there was no question. My poor young husband, I don't remember if I ever asked him or anything. Did he, said, he didn't make the trip with you? No, 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 no. So I, I decided to finish at UCLA then so I can be up there and go on interviews Fantastic. to 20th Century Fox. This, this seems to make, make sense to me. It's almost like there was a hand running this show. <laughs> so I, Go and live in the dorm with a, a bunch of girls at UCLA. Wait a minute, you're married and you're living I'm in the married, dorm? Right, yeah. And, but he was, what happened? Just the minute we got eloped, got married, and I found this little garage for us to stay in in West LA, and then we went out there and the woman said, oh, you got a letter. And it was a letter to him saying, P.S., you have just been recalled into the Korean War, oh. because he'd been in World War II. Because oh. he signed a paper, well, into the world. So I, t I told Fox, I said, well, I'm gonna go home because my husband just called, called into the service. I'll go home and I'll live with my parents while he goes off to Korea. So he goes off to Korea. I think I did a play at the Globe, mm -hmm. and I worked 
I have no skills. I have no. I, I can't even type. I don't. Yeah. I knew the alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> I could file. <laughs> You have that like exact smile that you had. It's fantastic. Anyway, so my husband's father got me a job at Convair Consolidated Aircraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I filed pieces of sales slips. Jesus, I think, how could these people live like this? What are they? When they come to work, they look all turned out. They got little lunches made, and they come to work. I'm just like, like a crazy person. So I do a play at night. I do a Moliere play. Mm. School for, school for Wives at the Globe, and I do this, and I work at this job, and so then when, when my husband came back, so then I went back up to, to Fox, and they said, oh, that man, because they were going to give me a screen test, mm -hmm. he died. Oh, oh, the man was going to give you the trinket. He dies. Oh, I thought, well, that's they, so they unfortunate. Everybody, every dog has their day, so he died. So, uh, but, uh, but he, but anyway, somehow that had gotten an agent. Somehow, I, f I forget all the details now, but, but that journey, the journey started. And so, how long did it take? It didn't take you very long to start getting work, because you can. No, I got. So the now, he, so at Fox, Fox was now over. So the now he takes me, and his name was Jack Weiner, Mr. Jack Weiner, mm -hmm. little little guy. So he, he said, "We'll go over to Paramount." Mm -hmm. So we go to Paramount. Here's the Demille Gate, and I said to him, "This mm -hmm. will be just as good." <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Yeah. So, I start having interviews, and what's the first role? Well, first of all, you got to you got to get in there. So you have interviews and interviews, and they they have a place for young talent. Mm -hmm. So, they sign up beautiful beauty queens, beautiful girls, and thing sign them up. So anyway, I did a scene from, that Helen Hayes had done mm -hmm. from the play Happy Birthday. And I, once again, I hired a coach smart to help me mm -hmm. with that scene mm -hmm. because the cameras, and also, also, I had cut my bangs off so short that they, that was like, they was like sticking out <laughs> like skeezics, you know. <laughs> so they, they were trying to glue them down. <laughs> and not only that, because I was a little nervous and everything, I was a little cold sore. I was a little cold sore. So, but I had worked that scene so, so well. And the young man in the scene is never on camera. Saying, camera stays on you even when you're thinking, even when you're not saying anything. Right. So. Uh, so you have to stand and, in and there were so many beautiful girls standing around, beautiful showgirls, like this, and I was a whole, whole different type. So, you know, and... You were gorgeous. You still are. But, but, so I did my scene, and one of the grips came up and with his greasy little hat, and he said, you should thank <laughs> your mother. Wow. And I knew that Whoa. was a compliment. That's lovely. You should thank your mother. That's lovely. So I wow. got a contract. 
at Paramount. I got paid $150 a week. Wow, which was substantial. Whoa. Yeah. Not bad. Not, Not bad. bad. And so do you remember, so what was the first, you started in film, in movies, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So what was that? So you had a contract, you were under contract. Did you still have to audition for each? Oh, well, you didn't, they didn't even do anything with you. Oh. Now you're under contract. Okay. And you're not sent to classes. You're not sent. You could go visit on the set. Mm -hmm. But one time I walked over and walked into the set of Stalag 17. Wow. William Holden, all these okay. guys. It only took me about three seconds before I was going to get out of there. <laughs> don't be walking around by yourself. They would say, don't be just going around by yourself. Because in those days, it was very dangerous. Was it? Mm. Really? Yeah. Wow. I think young girls were prime subjects. Mm. You know, mm. So you'd be kind of on your toes. Sure. And, uh, so I went one day, I go up, and Millie Gussie would, would do our hair. And if you reached up, she would do your hair and then spray the bejesus out of it, you know, <laughs> just with a lacquer, 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 and if you touch, she slap your hand. <laughs> so, okay, so you get, then they put you under the dryer and the whole thing. I'm under the dryer, then the girl next, under the dryer next to me gets up and up <laughs> and up. <laughs> she was just my age. It was Audrey Hepburn. Mm -hmm. Oh my God! She'd come to see to do Roman Holiday. One of the most gorgeous women that has ever roamed the earth. I went right oh. out. I got two candy bars. <laughs> I ate them. <laughs> that sounds like the kind of therapy I would be doing. Wow! Do, how did she look in person? Was she amazing? fantastic? Amazing, fantastic, and charming. Charming to die for. And then you got to work with her and Sabrina. Yeah. yeah. But barely had such a tiny part at that time. I was in such bad shape. And yeah, so, so that was. But you got to be on that set. That was quite a movie right there. Yeah. Mm. Um, okay, so you're getting, so how do, you, how do you start getting roles? How does that start happening? How do, how, do you, how do you start cobbling together that career that ends up? Yeah, it's a long journey. Yeah. It's a long journey. What, what's the first, what was the first? So my, my contract lasted a year. Okay. And it's a seven year contract. With seven years. Six months options. Okay. Right. So I survived two six months options. Okay. okay. But uh, actually, it was, whew, it, it was so high. Mm. But it was, I was not comfortable in a minute. You're going to the dining room, for instance. Everybody's in the dining room. All our pictures are up on the dining room. Down at the end of the dining room is Victor Mature holding up, he's Samson holding up the, <laughs> is it Samson that he was? Holding. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, he's, yeah the temples are coming down. He's looking. So and around the corner is C.P. DeMille and the old Mr. Oh, Zucker wow. and old Mr. Zucker is there and there's big, I mean Molly Dietrich would come sweeping it. Oh Hush, my God. Hush, the room. I mean it was like, I couldn't have been more uncomfortable. I and I never spent a penny of my hundred fifty dollars. But same year, the same. <laughs> I don't think I'm long for this world. I'm just not staying here, you know. So. Wow. So you saved all your. Very money. uncomfortable to be there. Very. Was anybody nice wow. to you? 
was, of course, many, many people nice mm -hmm. to me. And then I was in a movie uh, with Pat Crowley. Do if you know Pat Crowley? I know the name. I'm trying to. And think. it was Ginger Rogers, William Holden, Paul mm -hmm. Douglas, and it was called Forever Female. Mm -hmm. And I played her friend. Mm -hmm. We all auditioned for the lead role, but she got it. Mm -hmm. She came in from New York. So Ginger Rogers was so nice to me. Mm -hmm. uh, gave me a bouquet of flowers. I mean, it was the opening shoot, and the oh, I think the director he would say. Uh, he thought I looked like Greer Garson. Hmm. So he would say, Miss Garson, what do you think about that? Hmm. Hmm. Oh, I had opinions. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice that he asked for that. I had opinions. Oh, yeah. And nobody else, he didn't ask anybody else, and nobody else had opinions about the script. I criticized, criticized the script. You know, I'm a college graduate. So so then, and then the next day he'd say, Miss Garson, what do you think about that? You know, so I had some more comments. <laughs> so after it took me a couple of days to realize they were making fun of me. So, oh. Making sport of me. So, but it was, it was a, it was a tough atmosphere because it was top drawer. Mm. Top, top drawer, you know. Not that everybody wasn't nice to me, but, uh, so, did you learn from watching? Not too much. Mm -hmm. Not too much because, of, so when it, when that, when I lost the job, of course I must have felt bad, but I relieved, relieved at the same time. Mm -hmm. So then I went to live TV live because TV. I was a trained actress. Right. So, some, People weren't. Right. You know, I was from doing plays in college. Right. I'd done all the plays in college. So now I'd go on an interview. Also, I'd been doing accents, always doing accents. How did you learn to do that? I just always just wanted natural? to, and I would work on that. And so this was an Irish part for the Irish maid, Kathleen, the Irish maid. So, so I got, I, I won that part at CBS live. Wow. So that when the, it goes on, you're, you're on. And it was Leon Ames and Lorraine Tuttle and the, 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 the theme music and you're, and you're on. And so I was on that, you know, for a whole big run. And um, could we have a little hint of that Irish maid accent? Well, I don't know if I could do it now. It's pretty natural for me because it's, it's in my blood with the, where I come from and all, so it's fine. And it was, it was just, you know, grand, and I don't know how real it was at it all. It sounds pretty so, good. Pretty yeah. sound. It depends on what, what part of Ireland you're coming from. <laughs> so, so that was fun, and it was fun to do things live mm. because that theme music would come up and you're on. Wow. And there was no time for mistakes. Did, did any, did, do you remember any mishaps happening? Did oh, any? all the time. Oh, uh -huh. all the time. Mm -hmm. And then I did, from then on, I did lots of live things at CBS. And lots of live shows. Because there were probably people that were terrified to do it, so they welcomed. Well, and that was the way we did it. Mm -hmm. we, just, and we didn't move to film for quite a while. This is like 50, the 1950s. And in those, in the 50s, you did a lot of television. Yes, you did a lot of, so now you're making money, mm -hmm. and you're having, what happened to the husband? 
oh, and we're married, and we had, I had a baby when I turned, when I turned, this is funny, I'm forgetting in my old age, mm -hmm. but I guess I was about 59, 60, I was 60. No. You were 60 when you had a baby? No, that's not right. No. The year was 1960. There you go. <laughs> I, I was 30. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I, you would and, be quite And be, I've been pushing myself from 15. I was tired. Mm -hmm. I was tired of it. We bought a house. We and, and and I did that too. I did it all. I, I said to my father, I said, when you die, you'll leave me some money. Probably, something. I said, I, I would like it now. <laughs> and he said, really? So I said, I said, I'll ask your brother and sister. And, and so, but, so he, he went to the bank and he borrowed $3,000. And he, it was a little passbook and he gave me the little, the $3,000 because I wanted Mm -hmm. so with women, that's you know how we are. Mm -hmm. That's what, how we are. Mm -hmm. And so, what was your husband doing after the service? He was going to be an actor, mm -hmm. and he was very good looking. Mm -hmm. A lot of sex appeal, very handsome. Mm -hmm. But he didn't have the drive, mm -hmm. and that's probably what I liked about him. Mm -hmm. uh, I have all the drive. We, we had a, somebody came and gave us a test. Went to, came to the house. We took, we took this test. I had 89% drive, and he had like six. Oh, six. <laughs> but that's probably what I liked about him, you know? Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Because if everybody had had that much drive. Opposites attract. Yeah. Right. So what, what, what was it about him that attracted you to He's him? very good looking. Mm -hmm. Very sexy. Mm -hmm. Very sexy. Nice. Moody. Moody sexy. You know, mm -hmm. we like those. We like those kind of guys. Yeah. Was he a bad boy? I thought he was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. he, was, he wasn't much of a bad boy, but to me it was. You know? How long were you married? Almost 40 years. Wow. So I didn't get divorced until, oh, until I was 40. From 20, you know, to, to 40. 20 years. 20 years. Gwen's, Gwen's, Gwen's Doing the math brain? for us. 20 years. Yeah. 20. 20 years. All right. So 20, yeah. So, and and you had one child together? Two. Two child, Two children. Mm -hmm. And did you take time off when you had babies? Or was he watching children? How did you do that? No. I sort of helped him to get a job, you know. And, um, no. So we would hire people if I needed to. So we had first... First we had Jim, and then and then I read in the book that it's a very good idea to have the baby three years later. So then three years later, so <laughs> of course so we had a little girl. So we had a little girl. Name her after my mother. Mm -hmm. yes. so. Did your parent? Did your parents get to see your success? Yes. Oh. Yes. Which is nice. And I'm sure your mother was. Yeah, because one proud. time, 
at Canada, uh, at, uh, when I was under contract to Paramount, mm -hmm. my mother would call me up and I could hear hysteria in her voice. Well, guess what? Guess what she said? Yeah, all the, all the, the Canadians, the Saskatchewans are coming to town and they would, they would love to come to Hollywood. They would love to come to, to Paramount, to the studio. Oh, oh okay. Mm -hmm. So I arranged for them to come. Oh, wait, I've got them on the sound stage and they're filming. They're, they're filming. And my, my uncle, who was a, like a wheat farmer, and it's wonderful. He's all sunburned to here, then it, his V-neck is white, <laughs> is white, and, he, and he's a farmer. And so they're standing around off stage. Well, they just talk right out loud and make comments. <laughs> <laughs> don't, 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 don't make any comments. And then in about two minutes, by God, if they make some more comments, you know, so, so it's, Charming, charming. That's lovely that you got to do that for them and mm -hmm. that you got to have that experience of being that person who yes. did And they did. act, and it was amazing to me because they never act impressed. One really? Day. No, they were just as cool oh. and just as unaffected. And they were hiding it. They were hiding it. <laughs> they were hiding it. So, and I would think, this is incredible. They don't even, they don't even, you know, and then it would I would it would trickling news come trickling down from Canada, how impressed they've been. Uh, of course. I, mean, wow. I I took them in everywhere. Yeah. Oh. It was fantastic. Wow. When did you first feel celebrity? Like when did you first go into a, a restaurant and be treated differently? That took a long, long, long time. Did it? Yeah. But because even on happy days, I was the mother. Oh, come on, you had to have it during happy Very days. Very little. You've got the Fonz, well, and then you've got Chachi coming along, you've got Ron Howard. Uh, uh, people would say, oh, and where's Marion? Oh, yeah, hi, how are you? Well, it was like, and Tom Bosley, who played the husband, of course, had won the Tony on Broadway for Fiorello oh, wow. before he came to us. So he was very famous. Uh-huh. Didn't somebody else play the father originally? Yes, Harold Gould. Harold Gould. Wonderful yeah. actor. And so why did he lose the part? What? Well, they wanted Tom Bosley all along. Oh, I see. So now we were able to get him. So. Mm -hmm. I see. So how did, how, uh, get, I Gary, Gary did Women Who Had and was in my living room, and he used to call us the girls in the kitchen. <laughs> he loved the girls in the kitchen. I loved Gary. Um, how he died? No. Yeah. yeah. So how how did how did you get that part? Well, I met you go down the line. I've, I've done many movies, mm -hmm. and I did movies for Spielberg, Spielberg, Steven Spielberg, Steven Spielberg, Pearlberg and Seaton for George Seaton and, oh. and Mr. Pearl Pearlberg. I had done. Uh, uh, we went to the Virgin Islands and did. What was that called, Wayne? Anyway, with Deborah Carr, William Holden. Oh. So I'm, I'm in this movie. So I meet, and then I meet um, the, the big producers come to, on location to the Virgin Islands and mm -hmm. Puerto Rico and everywhere. And so I become friends with them. And uh, so I, now I was friends with them. So I, I'm getting, to, I got divorced. Mm -hmm. I'm getting divorced. So I go to see George Seaton. He's going to do airport, not airplane, but 
airport. Right. The the, the at what, what, what 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 are those called? This disaster disaster movies. movies. Right. Right. So I go to him and I say, I'm getting a divorce. Mm -hmm. uh, can I be in your movie? He said, What do you want? A part or a long part? I said, <laughs> A long part. Oh. And what they did because of the airplane mm -hmm. and the disaster, all that airplane was filled up with actors because this was going to be improv, this was going to be oh. stuff happening. You had, we had no lines. Really? I, brought, I wore my own clothes every day, oh. the same outfit the whole time. Worked five weeks, was paid less than minimum, but more than an extra. Wow. And my friend said, how can you take that part? I said, I have to. I have to. I have two children to support. So I go take, so I'm doing the movie, and he got a whole bunch of unemployed, every, every actor there's in trouble. You know, they're in trouble, you know? Their lives are in trouble. Mm -hmm. So we would talk to one another, that's what we did, because mm -hmm. mostly we didn't have lines. Right. So we spent days and days talking to each other. And then Sandra Gould was one of the passengers. She just wanted to be be in it, I guess. Mm -hmm. So she, I told her my story. We cried. Mm -hmm. no, sorry, no, no, no. <laughs> so she, she says, would you come for dinner? So I go to dinner, and she has Millie Gussie at dinner also. Millie Gussie is a casting woman. Mm -hmm. So the three of us ladies, we have dinner. And she said, you'd be good for playing the mother on this little series <gasps> thing. I mean, wow. are these funny stories? Wow. It's like somebody's running this all the time. Absolutely. <laughs> there are no accidents. So, oh, no. yes. So, I go. And so, so you're basically doing extra work right before you do Happy Days. Yes, it really was. Wow. My, and, and be humiliating, uh, really, if you wanted to be humiliated, excepting I made a lot, I made a lot of friends. I made wow. a lot of people. That was very a very humble thing to do. I had to. You had to. I, yeah, you had children. I had two children to support. Mm -hmm. So okay, so you find so she said you'd be great for this. So they send you up for it, and do you meet Gary? What happens? What's the process for Happy Days? Oh, yeah. My lines were Tom carried the show, mm -hmm. and the, and it's all about the boys. And they also discovered the Fonz. Oh, oops! All of a sudden, they discovered this. He guy. wasn't in the pilot either, was no, he? No, but he was in the in the beginning of the show, the mm -hmm. new show. So my part was, oh Howard, oh children, Maggie, <laughs> oh Richie, and Maggie, where's your lunch? It was that's my part. <laughs> so, <laughs> and Tom was not nice to me. Oh, he, he resented me, and he knows that. But he's passed on, so he's all right. Anyway, he Why wanted somebody you? better than me, and he never heard of me. I wasn't famous. And really? Come from Broadway, won the Tony on Broadway for Fiorello. Oh, wow. So anyway, that took quite a while, and he was very tough on me. Mm. And what I would do was, they would say, Marion, of the table read, mm -hmm. you know, on Monday morning, mm -hmm. read, read all the girls and read, read, read to get the feel of the script. She read all those other parts. So I would read the bejesus out of these parts. Mm -hmm. Well, their hands would snap around, you know. Nice. I'm auditioning all the time for these guys mm -hmm. so that they would begin to write better. 
and have respect for mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. Right there. Mm -hmm. Right there. Mm -hmm. And so your part continued to grow. Blossom. Yeah. And so, so did it take? You said it took a while for well, Tom. Well, in to fact, you know what? In fact, one of the producers came to me. I forget after a couple years. He said, "Marianne, you're not paid enough." Ooh. I was so happy to be paid oh. anything. You know? Mm-hmm. Really? I said, "Really?" So, I and I had a good manager, and she said, "Okay, we won't." You won't come on Monday. Won't, won't show up. Wow. So I did, and I got a call from Ron. Ron called me and said, "Marion, they just announced you're being replaced." I said, "I'll be, I'll be right in." I'll be right in. Wow. So I had to wait. Then I had to wait. Maybe another year. Until they started to pay I you. I had to wait so I could be in a position to ask for a better salary. And how was how was Ron? Because he was already a star from the Andy Griffith show. Yeah. So and so he came into this as the star. Sure. And it was then his show. And the fans walked off with it yeah. in his pocket. Yeah. And how was Ron with that? Well, I've got to give him a lot of credit because that hurt him. Mm -hmm. You know, that was hard for him. And and he kept even. He kept even. And he had everything in his contract that the fans had, he had. Mm -hmm. So the two of them, but you got to give Ron a lot of credit for being a gentleman mm -hmm. and smart, mm -hmm. made the best of it, mm -hmm. and Henry also. So they all became friends, you know, all the boys. And other place, other you know shows, they they blow up on the inside, and then the whole show dies. Uh huh. You know? Uh huh. So what was the atmosphere? on the show because it was so joyous to watch. Yeah. Was there fun on the set? It was very playful and it was these were all young guys. Mm -hmm. These were young boys. Yeah. 18, 20, 21. Anson was probably the oldest. Oh really? He might have been twenty-four, you know. Mm -hmm. The rest of these these are pretty young. And then you've got little Aaron. Yeah. So it's it's children that play in a way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. First and we started one camera. And all in the family was a oh, three camera, and they were doing very well. And they said, "We're going to go to three camera." Mm -hmm. Now I liked it. We all liked that because we were all straight, stage trained. Right. Ron, Ron, not. He's the only one who wasn't stage trained, uh -huh. but the rest of us were. So, so we liked it. So we had an audience out there. Right. So that was that a hard transition for him? Do you think, for Ron? No, because he's, he's a pro. So smart. Yeah. So, you know, so talented. And so did, did Henry change as he, because he blew up so huge, but he's, he's a classically trained actor and of course. so gifted. Right, and he was uh, the oldest one. Uh, was he, was he gracious? He was gracious when it, I He was bet. horrible. I loved him. We were very good friends and mm. he was you know, wonderful to me, always, always, always. And uh, so. How was it working with Gary? Wonderful. Yeah, yes. he's, he's a very, he's was, a very smart man. It was uh, for me because the mother, you know, which you're playing the mother, simple. I would be busy being the mother at home and then come to work, and it was easier. <laughs> much easier work. You're getting all yeah. kinds of love. All these people are shooting up love at you. Um, so, so 
So was there like a contract thing at the end? Was there like some sort of dispute about whether to, because not everybody moved on at the very end. Some left early, right? Didn't Donnie left early? You mean you mean really early? No, no, not show? really early. No, no. Most everybody was very happy, and we were well treated. And because the show was such a success, mm -hmm. that they came and picked you up for two years, right? Not for picked you up. It's a huge success. And we also, Gary was so smart. We had a softball team. Did you know that? I do know that. I know a couple people that played against you. Yeah. Yes. And that team kept us together Aww. on another level. That's fabulous. And they, Henrik had never pitched, uh, he never played ball in his life. He, he, was, he knew how to ride horseback. He was a New York City boy. So he didn't know. So the boys taught him how to pitch. Mm. And he would be the pitcher. All right. And Ron's brother, uh, Clint. Clint, was the catcher. Mm -hmm. Gary Marshall was the catcher. Scott Bale was shortstop. Mm -hmm. Ron Howard was right field. I played Grover. Grover, like, get over there. <laughs> get, over, get over there, father, get over. Uh -huh. And Erin didn't want to play. She didn't play. I was really the only girl on the team. Mm -hmm. And I, I'll show you. I have my own bat. Oh my! I got my God. own bat with my name. And, uh, and my baseball shoes and my mitt. I got my own mitt with my name on. And it, so the baseball team was a very important way to keep us together. So we traveled together. That's so good. I wonder if that inspired Penny to do a league of their own. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Wow. How long did you did you do it all through the show, please? No, we did it only once for how many months? I don't know. We would do it, you know, mm -hmm. because you're too busy. Right. And we would do it on the break, you know. Right. We and we went we went to the all the major fields all over the United States. Wow. Candlestick Park. Florida, you know, Seattle. We played San Diego Padres. We played before the game. And then Aww. and then we would meet hundreds of fans. Oh. Gary would say, get out there, meet all the people, get out there. So we would you know, break up. You didn't have to meet them all, you would break it up, but you would meet hundreds. It was the best selling device. <laughs> and we traveled together and uh, you know, I'd, we'd get on the plane together, I'd get balled out. You should have had that, had that play. You should have caught that ball. I said, oh, I don't know, I'm going to get And here I'm 50 years old. And one time some ladies came to the house. They wanted to go if I, you know, if I could go and have lunch. I said, well, I, I got I to gotta go to ball practice. <laughs> and you'll see uh, one picture. You know, I'm really in good shape batting and I look down and you look down and I'm wearing these wedgies. <laughs> but uh, so we traveled and we and we, at one point we went I wonder why we went. Oh I know why we went. Because Anson married this girl whose father was a general in wow. the army. He arranged that we all would come to the East German border and play softball with the U.S. infantry. Okay. That was a wonderful trip. Was it? Fantastic. So we'd go up in, in a 
you know, when these big planes, we, in these cargo planes, or we go, we go up there, and, and we go up to Gebelstadt, where Hitler was, and, say, wow. and we play, here's troops, here's US troops, and they were doing war games. So they're all lined up doing war games. They got makeup on, you know, for camouflage and everything. Here comes the whole cast of half <laughs> We got these red jackets with the big record on the back. And these boys can't break rank. Oh, wow. I, honestly, it was something. Wow. So we had so many wonderful experiences. Can you believe that? Did you, have you stayed uh, in touch with? Yes. Yes. Oh, always. That's always. I know that Ron wrote that, the forward to your right. book. And no, we're all very close because we were together for 11 seasons. A long time. And then, and then we had many, many trips together. It's wonderful. It's so lovely. Isn't that something? It is. It's special. It's, it's and unique. It is unique. Yeah. And also, it was so iconic to so many people. It meant so much to so many people. We, and we would go out and we met thousands of people. And we would go out and meet them. Gary would say, get out here. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So we were selling all the time. Mm -hmm. you know? And Henry was super duper at it. Super. Was he? Because I, I, I think of him as being shy. No, he wasn't shy? Oh, no, he was wonderful with people. Mm. Wonderful go out. He just knew, you know. He knew how to do it. Yeah. Ron S likes it okay. Like, <laughs> so how how was it was it sad was it bittersweet when it ended for you? When it ended, we did a big big two part special and we're all exhausted and it's, and we and we get Ron married and it's a wedding and it's a it's all kinds of things and uh, we even had Bob and Ray you remember from radio mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they came and officiated at the wedding. Oh. <laughs> mimicking each other, you know, echoing each right, other. Right, right. You know? And uh, so the very next morning, tired and crying, we're all crying and tired, we get on a plane, six o'clock in the morning, and fly to Okinawa. Wow. To play softball with the U.S. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's I mean, it's like, can you believe it? Can you believe this? And Jerry Paris, who directed mm -hmm. everything and was a madman, wonderful man, <laughs> So he didn't sleep all that whole trip playing poker, and, and we're all thinking, oh, shut up, Bruce. We've got to fly all the way to Japan, to Okinawa. Jesus. Oh. And we, we played softball with, um, with boys there. And then we all broke up in little groups, and mm -hmm. I traveled all through the Orient with Jerry Paris, mm -hmm. and we were just friends. <laughs> So it was his friend. I said, who was it? He said, <laughs> so I said, I'll follow you, but some days you have to follow me. Okay, so, so, so we did. How, so how you were telling us, telling me before we went on the air that you met the love of your life when you were 60. How, how did you meet him? Well, how did that happen? I went to do, we were having one of those strikes. You know how we have strikes? After strikes, well, yeah. There's nobody, no work. Mm -hmm. There's no work. Mm -hmm. So. I could be in this play and make make some money because I always want to make money. I'm a money actor. I make money. When's, when's your birthday, Marion? October 25th. I knew that. You're a Scorpio. I'm a Scorpio too. Are you quasi sure? October 29th. Oh, so there we are. Same there thing. we are. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. uh, 
anyway, so I said, Shell, I'll be in this play. Sure. Well, what are you paying? Okay. And there's Paul. And did you see what he did? Mm -hmm. And when I first met him, I just walked right into his arms. <gasps> Come on! Yeah, yeah. yeah. But first, we had sat together. We went to see if they showed us a play that they were doing. And just sitting next to him was something about, I can't get a good enough record. I can't get, I can't get Because <laughs> he was sitting on your side. Yeah. So anyway, I remember it must have been rehearsal. So I walked right into his arms. I thought he was the cat's pajamas. Mm -hmm. So you knew right away? I did. I, it was magical right away. Then, of course, you back off. You know how we are, we girls are. And, and he, did he come? Well, then I had to lure him back. <laughs> lure him back. So it was, a, you know, make some, some space in there. So I was 60 when I fell in love with him. And how, so how long did that little dance happen before you were a couple? I wonder, that's a good question. Maybe a year. Maybe. Oh, yeah. you did the dance for a while. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. But he would come, he's wonderful, on top of everything else, he was a wonderful cook. He nice. was a Lebanese, mm -hmm. born in this country, so he was cooking, eating, cooking was like, uh, uh, like, like special. And I come from Irish people, so like, what? Never <laughs> had, you know, they're not good cooks, this is like, what is that? I don't care. I would say to my children, well, eat something. But yeah, well, just any old thing. So Paul, cooked, and mostly he would come and cook for me and then go home. So it was, this went on for quite a while. It took us a long time, but, but the, you know, the great romance, he was, he was a hot guy, you know, hot guy, and that's something. I love that. I love that it happened at 60. 60. Yeah. yeah. Gives me a lot of hope. Right. It's like, <laughs> yeah. It was a great, great flaming romance. Isn't that something? The whole time? Yeah. I love that. I love that. And and how did he, how did your children how was that? Well, they loved him. They loved him. Yeah. That's wonderful. So after Happy Days, there's so much work that happened. So the, uh, a Golden Globe for uh, nomination for any how is it working with Shirley MacLaine? Hard. Hard. Yeah. Evening Star, but then I did a show called Brooklyn Bridge. Yes. Where I played Jewish, Polish grandmother. Oh. And I would go to, I would say, I want to go to Ron's Market, you know where Ron's grocery stores in Hollywood? I don't. Anyway, mm -hmm. and a lot of immigrants there. Mm -hmm. And I would look at those women. Where do I stand like that? With the hairy legs. You know, I think, look at those, look at those women. And they take a chicken and look at it in the side. And I just, I, I just being an actor, I just sopped up, sopped up everything about being Jewish. I wanted, I, I would stop a woman in the store and I'd say, are you Jewish? She'd say yes. I said, oh. I wish I were Jewish. Oh. And she would say, I've never heard anybody say that. And he staggered back. So I just, sopping it up, I just loved being that so much. Um, 
So I'm sh uh, so that had to, but we didn't last long. It only lasted like a year and a half. Mm. Cool. But that was, but it, but it made its mark. Yeah. yeah. So after, after that period, what, what's some of the favorite? Like my daughter Gilmore Girl, she lives for Gilmore Girls. Was that a fun, fun show for you? It, it was because I, I forget how, she, how she called me. Amy Palladino mm -hmm. called me. Uh, I'm up for this part, and I said I, I can't, I can't go on that because um, I got another job. I can't, I can't go, and. The next day, I woke up on a Saturday, and I mm -hmm. said to myself, "God, I want, I want, I want that part." Mm -hmm. So I, I called the studio. I called the studio, and she was there mm -hmm. working on something. Mm -hmm. I said, uh, uh, "Listen, uh, uh, I, could, I could come uh, the next day. You know, I could come." But why I so asserted myself, you know? And she said, "Really? Okay. Well, okay. So then I'll send out." I'll send these girls out with these costumes mm -hmm. and and the, and the hairdresser, and we'll okay. Then then you come on Tuesday, then not instead of Monday. So I, it's like a you made it happen. I, I I grabbed it. So they they came and they, when they stepped in, they said, "Oh, you're so young," because mm -hmm. I, I was too young for the part, but that didn't matter. And and uh, I loved being in it. And she, she is so precise. Mm -hmm. And works so fast and writes so much. Well, Amy Palladino. Mm -hmm. So, uh, what's the name of the of the of the son, the new, wonderful New York actor? Ed Herman. Ed oh. Herman. Ed Herman would walk me around. You can do it. He said, "You can do it. You can do it. You can learn it. You can learn it. You can learn it. Walk me around. Walk me around." Because you had to be spot on, perfect, a mile a minute. Could you just speed that up a little bit, huh? I'm not talking as fast as I can because she wrote so much. How was learning lines like that? It's hard because yeah. you got to squeeze it. Jim, my son just did one of her shows, and he said you had to have perfect what she wrote. And he said sometimes you learn it, you got the idea, right. you got it, you know, but not absolutely perfect. So, so we did it. I loved being the character. She was very difficult, you know. And I love, I love being somebody who's not so nice. Yeah, because it's against my nature. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> and, and even in Brooklyn Bridge, I was rude. Mm -hmm. You know, I was rude. I don't like it. Mm -hmm. I, I love, I love being rude. And, uh, not, they'd say you, you keep, you, you, your voice keeps going up at the end. It's too Irish. Come on, bring it down. Bring it down. Uh -huh. Jewish. So I was just so keen on being Jewish. I loved it. That's interesting that Irish goes up and Jewish. Of course, Jewish comes down because everything's uh, negative in Judaism. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> they don't need to charm you. They don't care. They don't care what you think. It's wonderful. And how is how is doing how how did how were voices for, like being in SpongeBob? How how. Was that fun to do? I'm not a great voice actor. Some actors are really great voice actors, and they have a, a, a panoply of voices. Mm. They do. Mm -hmm. So, you've already given us one really good impression. Do you have another favorite or two? I don't know. So anyway, so <laughs> anyway, so I didn't do too many cartoons. Mm. That's not really my field. 
because there's a whole bunch of actors that's their field. Right, right. Is it, how was the Drew Carey show to work on? Was that fun? That was so interesting. And out of it, I made very, very good friends with Kathy Kinney. Oh, nice. We became lifetime friends. Nice. So he wanted me to play his mother. He never really talked to me. Mm -hmm. We never bonded. Huh. Never paid me any attention. But I was his mother. Okay, fine. And, and that was a quite a wild set. Wild. How so? It was all these guys. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like, yeah, you know, loose, very loose and wild. Mm -hmm. I just thank God for Kathy. She's my yeah. friend. Mm -hmm. You know. So I love, I love being on the show. And I never got to know him. I never had a chat with him. I oh, never, interesting. No, so I'm fine. Do you have a preference between, you've done comedy and drama. You've gone back and forth. Nurse Jackie, how was that to work on? That was hard. Really? And I wish I'd gotten to know her. She was so busy, you can imagine. What an admirable actress. Mm -hmm. Yes, amazing. Yeah. I, did I, I forget. I think I called up, I knew the, I knew the producer. Mm -hmm. I called her up and I said, I want to be on your show. Okay, fine. Oh. She said, I'll write you something. Good. And then, wow. I mean, so I was always asserting myself. This is the secret to your success, I'm thinking, because that's what this show is all about. It's trying to help people oh, who are trying to live their I, dream. Oh, you I, went I for felt it. So then I had to make it yeah. happen. So I, I called her up and I said, I want to be on your show. You do? Okay, I'll write you something. I thought, fantastic. What you wrote for me? Scabies, all oh. and I've been abandoned. I've been abandoned in my apartment or hotel. I, I mean, it couldn't be ratty hair. I mean, it couldn't be worse, <laughs> worse looking, worse be, even to be in it. It was like this is awful. So I did it. <laughs> I did it anyway. <laughs> I was, honestly. So do you have, do you have go to New York and do it. Do you have a preference for comedy drama? Because comedy's really your, you. Well, but I started as a, as a dramatic actress. I think comedy is much more challenging, mm -hmm. more interesting, mm -hmm. more colors. Yeah. So you don't want to be just a straight part. What made you do this? Why my days happy and otherwise? So what? What? Um, and um, David Laurel is the reason that I found you. Not through Anson, who I'm great friends with, and didn't. But but David was the one who found me on Facebook, and we started talking. And he said how wonderful you were, and I should contact. Yeah. Um, so what made you want to write a memoir? I didn't want to. Oh. <laughs> yeah. so, my son said, "Mother, I'm bringing this guy over," and uh, and. You're gonna write a book? No. <laughs> I said no. No, I'm not. Yeah. No, I'm not. So they tied me to the chair, right? <laughs> so he would record it. David Laurel mm -hmm. would record it while I'm talking. Oh, I said his name wrong. Oh, yeah, Laurel. Okay. While I'm talking, and they, and then, and then he would go away, and he wouldn't come back for a long time. Then he would come back again, and uh, so 
how you what can you give us one can you give us one story that's otherwise that one story that isn't a happy days because mm -hmm. it says my days happy and well, otherwise my, my whole relationship with Tom Bosley was very otherwise mm -hmm. no I would go home crying he he would say I, I don't like to talk about it because before Bella is dead and everything and certainly fine person, but if I was gonna, we're all sitting around backstage, mm -hmm. everybody's telling stories. If I started to tell the story, he'd say, who gives a shit, Marion? <gasps> wow. wow. I, I, I was too vulnerable to think that, to But how did, well. how did that, how did that, wow. those guys sitting around the table could not have liked that? No, they all knew it. They said, in fact, one, somebody said to me, Marion, it's all your fault. But what? And I thought, I think you're right. What is it I do to him? What is it? Because I know he could see it in my eye or thinking to you. <laughs> uh, so what is it I do to him? Oh, I could understand that it was somehow my fault. And yet we played together beautifully like a married couple. Right, yes, you were fabulous yeah, on screen. He's a wonderful actor mm -hmm. and uh, it took years it took like about five years. Do you do you wow. do you know what did so something break that spell? Well, what happened was I thought I'm going to get some needlepoint and not sit there and do small talking because I can't do it. I can't handle it. So, so you busied yourself. I thought I I got to get out of it, mm -hmm. out of the line of fire. Mm -hmm. And it worked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a set often is, is a tough atmosphere, it's competitive, mm -hmm. people are looking out for their own, so sometimes there's a, a, a bit of competition and, mm -hmm. and you, learn, you learn to handle that. But Tom was, because he was, and I, every, every effort I made in his way it got slammed down. So. How was he with, with, with Henry when Henry eclipsed? Perfect. He's fine. He was fine because he he's was fine. a guy. Yeah, he's fine. Mm -hmm. was Henry. Wow. And the other yeah. other only other bad actor that I worked with was on Hawaii Five O. Okay. And that was Jack Lord. Is that Jack Lord? Oh. And what I was did I did one. Uh, Hawaii Five O, and we were fine. And I played his love, mm -hmm. love of his life, or something. Nice. Now I, I come back and oh. I do another one, and he was on me all the time. Like he'd say, "Why are you talking to the director? Why you go behind my back and talk to the?" I said, "I was asking, ask a question about the wow or something." So he was. I said, "Are we? Are, what? Are we having a fight? You know?" I thought. What is this about? So now, and I had seen him do that to somebody else on the first show I'd been on. Mm -hmm. He finds Patsy mm -hmm. and gets him. So I thought, now mm -hmm. I'm it. Was there alcohol involved? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Just a, yeah. a dark so, streak? Uh, it was tough for me. It ruined, it ruined my trip to Hawaii. Mm -hmm. you know? Okay, so here you are, you're 89, you've, got a, you've just come off a book tour, you're going back out to Minnesota. What's it like when you go home? It's really nice. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. And that's well. It is. I don't know if we were on camera when you were telling the story about how 
you were not well treated when you were um, a girl, right? When you were by the people back home. Not so, I don't know, did, am I getting this wrong? But I seem to recall you saying something about how you didn't want to try out for the sorority because you didn't want to be oh. rejected or... Oh, in college. That yeah. was in college. No. Uh, so have you met, have you seen those women again? Of course, of course. Yeah. And everybody's much more gracious oh, now. Of course, because now I'm very big at Globe Theater in San Diego and, yeah. and, and was Mrs. Hotshot San Diego State, you know, and did all the leads <laughs> in the plays. So it's like, uh, no, I... I chose not to be in a sorority because they were all so thin and they had pretty clothes and they and they made little cookies and biscuits and had tea and so forth. And I didn't want, now I like to do that. Now I like to do that. Now that's what we do. It's what Brugetti and I do, you know? And we do that. But at that time I thought, no, it's, you can't do that kind of thing. I'm gonna be somebody. I love that drive that you have. Do, 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 do your children have that? They're both hotshots. You know what my daughter's? What? Was a writer, producer on Friends. That's my oh. daughter. And I said, Ellen. She said, why are you so shocked, mother? I said, I'm so, I'm so <laughs> <laughs> Really, you know, this is big time. That's My huge. son, Jim, uh -huh. is working all the time. Fantastic. He does voiceovers. He does everything. He's an actor. He's a very good artist. He's a, so my children are swell. So they got your, your work ethic and your they, drive. Yes, they, because I would, I would say, what do you mean you want to buy a hairdryer? We can't afford to buy a hairdryer, you know? So, so they saw the bad days, mm -hmm. it was good for them. Mm -hmm. Doesn't sound like there were a lot of bad days. I mean, you've worked continuously, right? Right. Yeah. But you didn't. You know, if you did a TV sh spot over here, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like money streaming in all the time? No. Did you ever have to do anything else? Uh, no, I never did. But Thank I God. did rent out a bedroom in my house. At what point in your life did you do that? Divorced uh, and got $85 a month. Huh. Was, wow. And I can remember during that period going out and planting ivy all the, on the bank so it wouldn't, you know, all wash away in the rain. I'm thinking, well, I made $35 today. <laughs> look, at that. look at that. So, and one time, this is a, a wonderful story. I was, I was in a play at church, the Methodist church, and it was, it was a wonderful play. Anyway. We canceled it, nobody came that night, so we had to cancel the play. So I go home and I had, on the kitchen floor was asphalt tile, mm -hmm. you know, brown and gray and tan mm -hmm. mixture of things, and one big hunk was missing. So I found in the garage some pieces of that. So I put it in the oven, warmed it up, made it malleable, mm -hmm. and then I got some glue somehow, and fix the floor. Wow. Now I'm so pleased with myself. Yes. I'm the happiest girl in the world. You know, <laughs> and I, I wanted to put a sign on the front door saying, out dancing until 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I have fixed the floor, you know? Wow. So I was always trying to keep the ship going. 
Mm. If it took renting out a bedroom, okay. Whatever it took. Tough lady. Tough. So, Tough. so how are you going to handle retirement, Marion? I cannot even picture you not. Do, like, what, what, what do you? What would be your dream to live out your retirement? What, what, how would you fill your days? Yeah, because usually, I and I bought this house. I'm going to remodel this, or it's what fantastic. I would usually say. You know what? I'm going to tear off this wall. I'm going to do all this stuff. So right now, I'm without projects and things. But what happens is because I'm going to be 90. Unbelievable. Is that is that I get. I, uh, around two or three in the afternoon, I get tired. Mm -hmm. I'm shot. I'm through. Mm -hmm. You know, that's okay. I don't mm -hmm. care. Mm -hmm. And what's wonderful is that I don't care. <laughs> Isn't that nice? Well, you've lived a very full life. Yeah, there's not anything I can look at and say, I can watch other people and say, you do that. That's good. You go and <laughs> do that. <laughs> good for you. I don't need to do it. I don't need to. You've done plenty. I've been to Europe. I've been to Italy. I've not been to South America. I don't know if I care. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been to Alaska. Mm -hmm. I've been. Uh, Dick Sargent, you know Dick Sargent? Oh, yeah, from, Bewitched. From Bewitched. Mm -hmm. he, he and I flew up. They, he said, you want to fly up to Alaska on this thing with me and Will? It was for some charity. Oh, I know, it was for the Kennedy people, whatever that charity is. The Kennedy Center Honors thing? No, no, no. no. The, the, uh, oh, it's the, um, uh, the, uh, Any, the anyway, the, 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 Ethel Kennedy had this group, you know, uh -huh. so I said, sure, I'd love to, let's do that. Mm -hmm. So we go up and here's a plane full of men from British Petroleum all going up into the Arctic Circle and they say, so we do a little number with the, with the Olympics, for the handicapped Olympics, that's what it was. Special, special Olympics, special right? Olympics. Uh -huh. So we did special Olympics, and they said, "You want to go up into Arctic Circle?" So Dick Sargent and I said, "Sure, we'd, we'd love to do that." So we get on the plane with them, mm -hmm. and uh, I had a wonderful white mink stroller, sharp, you know, the gray. <laughs> and in the night before, we'd gone into one of these speakeasies, which is down under the street, mm -hmm. up in Alaska. Oh, yeah. it was kind of stuff going on, you know, so, so we fly up there, and it was a wonderful, it was above Point Barrow, above the Arctic Circle, and it was in the summer, so it was, we're in the tundra, mm. and the sun never sets, right. it just sets and it comes right back up, you know, so, uh, and here's the station, and it was built, shaped like a wing, like a cut, like a trans, you know, of the, piece of wing, mm -hmm. shaped like that, and it's up on these poles, so that the wind would go through that. And they said, there was a picture by the front door that if you went out in the dead of winter, you would get frostbite, you would turn black. They were, you would just, wow. get, don't be stepping out. Wow. So, but it wasn't, it was, this, it was summer mm -hmm. when we went. Mm -hmm. So that was a fun trip. So I've had many, many, You've had a pretty wonderful life, but that you've you've orchestrated it. You've made it wonderful. It didn't just happen to you. You went out and grabbed it all. That's yeah. And and so when I, that's the way I. You see these wonderful opportunities to to 
to be had, to be taken advantage of. Mm. You know, that life is, my life is very benign. Even though I have a crippled brother, I don't see, I see life, I'm very optimistic. I see a rosy, mm. a, a rosy picture mm. for everybody, you know? I'm not negative at all. I think a lot of people see those opportunities though, but you have gone out and gotten them. You have followed through. Yes. Which is pretty remarkable. The 93% drive factor that you have. Right. <laughs> right. So probably getting that from my mother. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can be anything. Well, I, I think everyone can be anything with that support. I think the fact that you had that support was tremendous and that you had... We love to hear that. What if you... I didn't hear that. You didn't hear that you weren't going to be anything. No, but I wasn't encouraged to be what I wanted to be. So my mother's still hoping I'll stop doing this. <laughs> but, um, yeah. But I, but I think the fact that you had that encouragement... Um, and do you have brothers and sisters? I have a brother, but I have children, and my daughter is at NYU Tisch studying to be an actress, and okay. she loves the theater, and that sort of thing. She has an audition tonight, and right. so we're doing things differently. All right. When and she when she hears my interview, yeah. she, she, your drive, right. she's she's got your drive, and um, and and support to to see it through. So, you know, I don't want to say it, my mother is wonderful and loves me and, and it's wonderful. She just, show business wasn't her, wouldn't have been her choice for me so much. Because, you know, it, unless you're successful as you've been, it's financially, it's not a wonderful thing. Percentage-wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is it 1%? Yeah, it probably. Makes a decent living? Yeah, it's yeah. horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. But the fact that you've mm. been part of that and then your children have been able to do it. Perhaps. Was I lucky? Was I lucky? You know, I, I think luck factors in. Did you create in. your luck? Yes. But Happy Days sure. was an unusual series to go 10 years. Mm -hmm. And then never stop running. Right. I, I think it's running still. Oh, sure. Absolutely, I'm sure I don't know if I get little checks anymore. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> you know? Well, I, to me, you, Marion Ross, are a game changer. And her book... Okay, happy, wait, My Days, Happy and Otherwise is available at Amazon in bookstores. Marion's going to be at Women Who Write, and she will be signing them and taking pictures of everybody and answering okay, questions. In the back, all, every, everybody writes a little chapter. Did you know that? You know, I... Ron did the forward, and everybody in the cast writes a little a couple pages, chapter. That's really it's lovely. It's nice of them to do that. Really lovely. Yeah. Really lovely. Well, Marion, thank you so much. She's like, I had a good time talking about myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could listen to you talk all day. And uh, thank you so much for doing this. It was lovely to meet you. I yeah. adore you. You're, you're inspiration. It's not an unusual story, but I, I don't know about that. You've, you've, you've had a big, a long, yeah. big, juicy career. Yeah. Done some wonderful yeah. things. Really juicy, and, and especially what's fun is to start at Paramount when it was still the studio system. Mm, so you yeah. went up to Edith Head. Mm. So Edith Head <laughs> would say, "One of your shoulders is a little low." Wow. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll put a little shoulder pad in there. But, you know, 
Yeah, you, you'd have to be around and the Westmore brothers doing mm. your makeup. Mm. Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. And thank, thank you, Christina. Um, for being back there and taking care of us. I and loved did, it. Did you have a good time? I had a great time. Nice. <laughs> I, used to, I looked at you to see how we, were, how we were doing. Fantastic. I totally loved it. I'm so glad. And Jason, thank you so much for being uh, my wingman. Are yes. you kidding? Now I have to know all about you, Jason. I don't know nothing. About oh, we're well, going to learn about Jason. Well, when the cameras stop rolling, I will be <laughs> oh, well, We'll be talking soon. on the camera soon, okay. too. Absolutely. And we're going to see well, you next week. the audience wants to know? They yeah. are going to learn plenty about Jason in the coming weeks. Next week we're going to be back with Kathy Ladman, hysterical. Um, Kathy Ladman, she's a fantastic comedian. She just came off doing uh, theater live in LA, but she's done a great deal of TV and, and um, she's a wonderful comedian. And um, coming up we have Bernard Fowler who sang with the Rolling Stones for the last 30 or 40 years. He's been the voice of the Rolling Stones. Uh, Will Lee, the bass player from David Letterman Band, um, he's probably the most the most used studio session voice in America for vocals uh, on jingles and stuff. Anyway, we're going to have some great guests coming up. And um, Bob Castle is going to be with us from the Castles um, in early October. It's, yes, Christina, Bob Castle, yay! Yay! Anyway, so um, it's been an absolute pleasure and joy. Thank you so much for doing this thank and being you. our first guest. Thank and thank you, Jason, for joining me on it. And Christine, and Gwen, thank you. And uh, we'll see you next week on Game Changers. Thank you, Dolly. It was very fun. Mm -hmm.